Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Anthony, back with another edition of The Fourth Man. Happy 2022. Happy New Year to everyone, and appreciate you guys rocking with us for another year in 2021. Back with our first episode of 2022. This is when offseason starts to pick up a little bit. Usually we get some exciting news, and hopefully we get some soon about some big three plans. We know this is a very innovative league, and every summer they bring something new to the table. So hopefully we hear something new about some plans for the big three season and also some off-season news as well. My favorite part personally is just hearing about who's going to be joining the league and the combine and, you know, which player is going to go to what team. So things like that really excite me. And that's really when we start to hear about that stuff early on in the year and excited for it. But appreciate everyone tuning into the show today. We have a great show. Not a lot of news to catch you up on, but we do have a great interview today and we're talking to Darnell Jackson of Power. He was an undrafted player last year. He really made waves in his time with Power, played about six games with them after joining in week three. Have a good conversation with him. Before we get into the interview, if you want to find the show, as always, you can find it on our social media, on Instagram, Twitter. Hopefully TikTok picks up a little bit, but more so uh instagram and twitter um, that's at fourth man pod my personal is at a underscore siggy if you want to find the show and watch it on youtube it's at it's youtube.com slash fourth man pod excuse me not where i was going to go with that uh gonna have a lot of good stuff coming up i know i've been saying that for a little bit but i have some good works in the plan as we're kind of in the speculation season right now with the big three league hope to do some videos some three-part series about guys I'd like to see join, who I think might join, young players to consider. So make sure you subscribe, turn on the notification bell for videos like that. And also follow the page on Instagram. We've turned into not just really just a podcast, but we've expanded, been more of a, a little bit more of a news page. So when players sign with these 10-day contracts that are going out, or we've seen a lot of guys join the G League. We've been posting more about that and plan to continue that trend about guys who are joining the big three, et cetera, throughout the off season. So we've really expanded upon the podcast, doing some video content and doing some more newsworthy stuff on Instagram and Twitter page as well. So if you like that kind of uh, information and that kind of content, definitely check out the YouTube and social media page as well. Um, and, and for those tuning in, uh, every Saturday on the dash radio, nothing but net channel, we appreciate you guys as always. Uh, I know that the shows have only been coming out monthly during this long off season, but that will quickly pick up now that we're in the new year as well. So without further ado, appreciate everyone who is tuning in and let's get to our interview with powers Darnell Jackson. All right, everyone, it's been a minute, but we're back. And today we're welcoming on NCAA champion, an NBA vet, and one of the best rookies in this past Big Three season, and probably one of the best undrafted players in the Big Three from last season. And that's the Big Three's Darnell Jackson of Power. 
like I said, D Block, I appreciate you joining the show, taking the time. I've been trying to get you on for a minute, but I know you've been super busy in 2021. Was a roller coaster, but appreciate the time today. How's everything going? Yes, sir, man. Thank you for having me. Everything's going, you know, pretty good, but slow, but in the right <laughs> direction. I feel that. I feel that. How has the start been to the to the new year? I know you said just now it's been a little slow, but how's everything been uh, kicking off 2022? And everything's been great, you know, just trying to avoid this COVID, keeping the babies healthy. And uh, right now I'm just in in a position of transitioning into coaching, doing some little bit of uh, development with some guys and had the opportunity to work with uh, one of my mentors, Chris Johnson at Just Hoops. So it's been great, man. I'm, I'm very thankful and grateful for the opportunity. And that's awesome. That's that's dope to hear. And you you had a an awesome summer in 2021 and and uh, a great first season in the big three, as I alluded to a little bit. But when I think about you and, and your career, I really think about the days at Kansas. Like that Kansas team that won the NCAA championship is one that really stands out to this day for me. I don't know if it's because maybe I grew up with it as a young kid and saw some big shots and big moments or my first big moments. But that's where I really like, I guess, like, when I see you, that's where I see, you know, you in my memory and that team and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're obviously your career has gone in all different directions. You played in the NBA, you've played overseas, you just finished your first season in the big three. How would you describe your basketball career in one word um, as you're kind of transitioning into a coaching role? One word, uh, I'll probably say hectic. It was like, <laughs> I've been, man, I've been all over the place. I didn't play in a lot of leagues. Um, you know, played played on teams and, you know, not received a payment for five months and, and, you know, going home with no payment. So it was it was very tough. And and when I had the opportunity to work with Chris at Just Hoops, it was, you know, it was a no-brainer because I'm just like, you know, I don't want to go through that, you know, that transition again of worrying about, okay, are you going to get paid this month? Are you going to get paid next month? So I'm just like, man, let me start my foundation now and just continue giving my, you know, my experiences and my knowledge to to some of these young guys. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's kind of the the nice thing about the big three, not only that it's in the summer and it's, it doesn't interfere with maybe the other pro sports calendar years, mm-hmm. but also too, that you're stateside, you get to be with your family um, and it's in a limited capacity, which is what I hear from a lot of guys that, that come on the show and, and play in the big three, but want to kind of hear how, uh, what kind of drove you to playing in the league? I know that your former teammate, Mario Chalmers, is is in the league. I'm sure you've had a few other teammates that you played with in the past, but what drove you to it? Was this something that you've kept up with and thought maybe this was the opportunity or did someone convince you? When I first heard about Cube was doing this league, you know, I didn't I didn't I didn't know anybody at that time that were that had like, you know, a direct connection or the process that I need to go through. And the first person that reached out to me was T Scott. Oh, and he nice. was like, hey, man. Yeah, so it was, it was, you know, that's my OG, man. I love the dude to death. He reached out and he's like, hey, man, it might be an opportunity for you, you know, to come to the combine and try to get into the big three. But at that time, I was still playing. Then when, the, you know, the pandemic and everything happened and everything slowed down, you know, I reached out to him again and he was just like, you know, go through the process, come to the combine and, you know, hopefully somebody to give you a chance. And and that's what happened. I had the opportunity to, to get on get on power and you know Catino reached out and he was like man you know are you in shape are you ready to come play 
And I just told him, I said, hell yeah, man. I'm like, I'm coming to win. Like, I'm coming to work. Like, let's do it. So I'm very grateful and thankful for that opportunity. I really enjoyed playing in the big three. And hopefully I can run it back. Yeah, no doubt. And, and I want to hear a little bit about your combine and draft process. I think it's interesting, mm -hmm. right? Because Katina is not only the captain of your team, he's also the GM. There's a lot mm -hmm. of um, there's a lot of conversations he has with with Coach Lieberman and, and who he wants to pick and, and who he's scouting at, at the combine and the draft process. What was that? What was that like for you? Um, you know, who did you get to play with at the combine? I know that it's like you got different teams that you run with, and, yeah. and what was that experience like? Man, honestly, the combine was just like a, a big old reunion, man. You know, I got to see <laughs> a dope. lot of guys that I haven't seen in a long time, like Steph Hannah, man. And me and, me and Steph, like, we're really close. And, you know, I got, the, I got to run into a lot of old guys like Drew, you know, and Drew is one of the reasons why I really fell in love with Kansas. You know, a lot of people don't know that. So it was great to see him again. And, and uh, David Hawkins, all those guys, man. I really look up to a lot of those guys. You, you said you were very thankful that you got to, to see a lot of those guys. And you said yeah, Drew was kind of your inspiration for, uh, for man, playing hell at yeah, man. School. Definitely, definitely. When I seen Drew, when they won their, uh, when they won the Big 12 championship, I was in high school. I think I was like a sophomore in high school, man. And, and I was like, damn, like I want to go to KU. And one of my closest friends, well, actually two of my best friends, Jeremy Case and J.R. Giddens, they both were getting recruited by Roy Williams. And I had the opportunity, you know, to travel with those guys and and, and see them go through the whole recruiting process. Because I wouldn't get recruited by Kansas. And and when I met Drew Gooden, and I think he had the flu and he still played. And, man, he, I'm talking about the dude must have had like 30 and 20. And I was like, this is where I want to come. Those were big shoes to fill. For sure, <laughs> you know I, de I definitely couldn't follow that what he did for KU, but we we definitely you know brought up brought the championship home in a way. Yeah, you had some similar paths too. You went to Kansas. You both went to Kansas, and you both played in Cleveland. So that's pretty dope as well. Yeah. Um, one, so another thing I find interesting about the big three, outside of all the other uh, rules that are that differentiate it, is that there's limited spots in the draft, right? So it's like only 20 people are selected. So like when you go undrafted, it's like, you're still potentially a top 30 player, which, you know, essentially you were because you were selected uh, or you were picked up, you know, as one of the first one or two or three people. But did mm -hmm. you have like, did you have like preliminary conversations with like Catino um, or, or Nancy, like at the draft mm -hmm. where, you know, if, if you didn't get drafted, you had a good feeling about where you're going to go or, or what, what what did that look like for you? I, honestly, I didn't have a conversation with anybody. You know, like I didn't like I wasn't like sitting down and like, hey, man, you have this opportunity. Let me get on. No, it wasn't that. Like, you know, I just let the work, you know, the work speaks for itself. Thanks. You know, I, I think I did pretty great in the combine. And then when the opportunity came about, you know, Coutinho reached out and, it, you know, it was it was a perfect fit. You know, big baby, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't there. You know, he's, I don't know if he was, you know, still hurt or what was going on. And I'm like, yeah, man, hell yeah. Like, I'll take on that. Like, let's do it. Like, I'm coming to work. And I told him, I was like, man, whatever you need from me, I'm, I'm going to get the job done. Yeah, that's that's cool. Because I, I I think it's interesting because you only have two selections. So, like, you know, you're, you're definitely thinking about, especially in the environment we live in now, you're definitely thinking about, like, uh, I need to really have, like, three or four selections, not only if the – guy I want gets picked but like if the guy that someone can't come for whatever week you know we need to have someone in place that which is really going to come in and fit the culture um and fit the team you know really well and and that's one thing I really loved about power since really Nancy's taken over is that 
they have the biggest sense of like team culture in a sense in the league. I feel like, did you, did you feel that like early on after joining them and, or if at all, really? Hell yeah. Soon, like I'm my first day of practice, <clears throat> Nancy was, Nancy, she coached Nancy really got on my ass. She was just like, Hey, damn, like, you know, you here, like, you know, come in, we're going to go hard, be physical, you know, and, you know, basically just no bullshit. You know, she was really, you know, honest about, you know, continue being professionals, even though we're not in the NBA or some of these guys are not playing cross seas anymore. She really carried that on her shoulders about being on time, still being professional, still carrying yourself, you know, in the right way of representing power, not just ourselves, but the whole organization. You know, it was, I loved it. I enjoyed it. And, you know, it was great. That's something that she just kind of prefaced off the rip. That's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. Oh, yeah. Off, yeah, off top. Yeah, off top. She's Man. like, yeah, you need to, you know, but you need that. You know, she she yeah. understands. Like, she's that's why she's a Hall of Famer. No, no doubt. And uh, they said they do a lot of, like, team dinners and stuff, which I think is cool. So I'm sure you got to know uh, your teammates pretty well. This, it's an interesting team. Like, Power has definitely been through, the like, the ringer the past couple of years, just in terms of, like, injuries, COVID-related stuff, whatever the case might be. <laughs> You had you had plenty of teammates this past year. Uh, yeah, you know maybe six or seven. How do you how do you feel like you guys were able to like keep that team camaraderie together, keep that chemistry going? Uh, you know, despite like guys being in and out and whatnot. Um, because the you know the formula never changed. You know, you 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 basically got to pick pieces, and and make sure that they fit, and that's exactly what you know coach and Catino, that's what they did. And, you know, even Royce, you know, they they understood what the goal was. And, you know, bringing guys in, they made sure everybody was on the same page. And, you know, we didn't care. We just wanted to go out there, be physical, and win games. You know, there are opportunities where we were winning and we gave up the lead just because of mental mistakes. But I truly believe that we should have been in the playoffs in the Bahamas, but things changed. It's okay. I get it. <laughs> you know? hey, yeah, that's why you come back next year and and, yeah. and make sure you, you come through for it. Uh, yeah, and talk to me about the approach too, because it's interesting. It's not it's not timed, right? It's mm -hmm. the first one to fifty. You guys could be down 49 29 and come all the way back right. essentially. Like, what uh, was there any adjustment for you in that regard? Like being able to like stay locked in regardless of like the score, like if it was lopsided or even being up by a lot. Like, is there any kind yeah. of adjustment there? No, it's no adjustment at all, man. Just like I said, just you know, stand, stand locked in and mentally prepared, and just don't, don't make those mental mistakes. Um, and it helped me a lot because I was able to hold a few guards more than yeah. one or two dribbles. You know, we were able to switch. Now, if I was like a really slow big, that'd have been difficult for you know Nancy to have me on the court. Mm -hmm. But you know, I, I understood the you know the scouting report and what we were going to our, our pregame practices walk through you know whatever it whatever it was you know we we're all on the same page yeah you definitely uh power was definitely the team that had the the big biggest dudes i felt like but like with like the widest feet like could really move the feet and stuff you, between you mm -hmm. and big baby and whatnot so that's, yeah that, that's a, a cool a cool trait and uh aspect to have on the team for sure um i mentioned earlier you had an interesting squad um i think you had about seven people on the team, including yourself. So I kind of want to do a little hypothetical idea on each show um, where I'm going to put you kind of in a situation and you tell me which teammate would fit the bill for that situation the best. Um, just to kind of 
get to understand your teammates a little bit better. So I'm going to start here. So if you're going to go on a trip around Europe, which who would you bring, teammate, coach? Teammate. No, I mean, like, which teammate or coach? Or, oh, or, okay. or which teammate okay. or Nancy? I guess I should tell you like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is, is he, like, a real adventurous guy or? Um, is this because, like, he's – you know, he's been through it. You know, he's been through the process. He's been around the world. He had a great NBA career and he's, he's well seasoned, you know, and he, for sure. He's clean. He's clean cut. He carries himself, you know, the right way. He actually, he carries himself like, you know, you want to, you basically want to model yourself after that person. You know, he, he's very respectful and, you know, he, he lends a hand if you need it. You know, he's always speaking positive. Like he's a great mentor. That's really something that bounces off like the television screen as well. Like you see him carry himself like that, even even on TV. And I mean, man's got the drip too, so that helps. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, if you're about to get into a bar fight, let's say Power had a big win, you just won the championship, going out to the bar, um, people come up to you. Who do you? Which teammate do you want, or do you want? Taking Royce. I'm taking. I'm, I'm taking Royce. I'm taking <laughs> Royce right away. Come on, big dog. Let's let's get it done. I don't even have to ask questions on why, why that is. I know, I know he wants all the smoke. Yeah, he wants all the smoke. <laughs> Talk to me about Royce as a teammate, though. I mean, um, he was, man, he, he actually, he was unbelievable. Like, I, I watched Royce when he was in college. I loved his game. Then, and I, I really applaud him about speaking up about his mental issues. Mm -hmm. Because when I was in the NBA, you know, going through the stuff I went through, I really didn't have anyone to talk to or vent to or uh, or even express my feelings to because the things that I went through, I felt like nobody would understand. And for him to come out, you know, when he was in college, even in the big three, like that's huge because I truly believe people need to hear that. You know, we, we all need guidance. Nobody has the answers to everything. And what he's doing is unbelievable. I couldn't have said it better myself. He's really put others in like the world issues, you know, before himself, he's taken upon his shoulders to be one of those people that like sacrifices everything in order for the better of the world. And that's something that right. it's really hard to do, you know, just in everyone's life, especially in this day and age where like, it's like want, 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 it's not enough give, 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 which yes, we're kind of in a similar situation now as a coach and, and you know, developing players, which is cool, um, which I definitely want to get to. Uh, last hypothetical, if you're pitching a business idea to a big company, which teammate or coach would you want to be your partner or which teammate or coach Nancy? I'm, I'm, I'm acting like you got like four coaches, but Nancy, 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 for sure. Nancy. Is that, is that more so because of the way she carries herself as well, or she's well seasoned or is she like, uh, you know, what, what's kind of the reason is she entrepreneurial? Of course. Skills, feel like? Yeah. All that, you know, all the above, man. Cause she, she approaches the game, you know, as a, as a, you know, as a friend, as a mentor, as your coach, life coach, if you want to put it. And, you know, she expresses her feelings, you know, directly to your face. And, you know, you need people like that in your circle that's going to be truthful and honest, you know, to you instead of just telling you what you want to hear instead of telling you what you need to hear to help you be successful in this process. And that's what Nancy did with me when I first came on and we we're on the bus in um, Chicago. And mm -hmm. she just told me like, Yo, you know, this is a, a great opportunity for you. And I hope you understand, like, this is not about you. It's about, you know, about the team. This is about the big three. This is about 
all the guys that paved the way before me, before I even touched the basketball, you know, and, and her sitting there telling me that, like, this is coming from a Hall of Fame coach. Um, you know, I was I was grateful for that, you know, for that conversation, that opportunity, and just getting that advice. Of course, I would want to pitch a business to, to Nancy. <laughs> she, she, she does a lot of great things in the community. I feel like she's someone you'd run through a wall for. She's based off. For sure. Based I got off. her back. I, I, I told her that I got her back. That's what's up. Um, one person, one teammate you didn't mis- uh, mention, which I felt like you meshed with really well on the court, uh, and that's Dushan Bullet, who um, mm-hmm. obviously had an incredible big three season. There was a lot of hype around him, and he yeah. over-delivered, in my opinion. But just talk to me about your chemistry with him. I mean, like, you guys just got good chemistry off the court. You feel like you just have games yeah. that balance each other well. I mean, what do you feel like really just worked from the jump? We 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 definitely connected because for one, you know, he's he's been playing professional for since he was a kid, right? Mm-hmm. And I played in Europe for 13 seasons. And the way the the game is played, like I fit, I fit that system. And I told him, like, I'm like, yo, we're gonna we're gonna connect because I understand, like, what do you want to do on pick and rolls? Understand, like, where you want the ball, how you want the ball handed off on dribble handoffs, of you know, back cuts, slice cuts. It was it was easy for us to to you know to bring it all together. Yeah, that chemistry was it's just unbelievable, especially in that pick and roll. Um, If you were popping out, he he knew that you were coming. If if you were the one that was going to be dishing while he cut it in, like it just felt like you guys were always in sync. I really love that that connection you guys have on the court. Right, and I, and I always I always tell the young guys this when I'm talking. Like, there's there's a difference between playing the game and understanding the game. Sure, you yeah. know, and it, you know, it's it's huge. It's two different things. Like, it's huge. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, I feel like both of y'all like really understand the game so well, and that's why mm-hmm. playing makes it so easy. Where there's a lot of people who have a, a lot of you know God given ability, but you got they don't know the X's those or are right. Exactly they how don't understand. Yeah, yes, sir. which makes a lot of sense for sure. That's that's cool. I hope I hope to see you guys on the same team again because that that's yeah, me too. One of my favorite combos to watch for sure. Uh, me too. Especially if, if we're on the same. If we're, oh, I can say this: if we're on the same team again, we will we will definitely have a great chance of winning. Yeah, I'm gonna I, say I, that. I agree too. I agree too. I think a lot of people were uh, surprised by your ability to pop out too and shoot, which is. Sometimes really dangerous off that pick and roll, especially if Deshaun's the one like running with you. So you and Deshaun mm-hmm. running with you. So uh, hope to see that again. Uh, yes, sir. Overall, how would you rate your first season in the big three on a scale of, of one to 10? Uh, I would give why? it a seven. I would give it a seven just because uh, I came in late. You know, uh, I had to, you know, learn the system, Yeah. you know, on the, on the way there on the plane. and. And I felt like I could have been in a little bit better shape. You know, I was okay, but I, you know, I can, you know, I can do better. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a valid answer as well. And I think there was there's a lot of catching up to do, especially in a in a season where you have eight games, but those eight games are so critical because each one yeah. counts toward like making that playoff spot or potentially missing that playoff spot um, as well. And you know, like going into this, like was this more so because you wanted to stay stateside? Was there a bigger goal in mind? Or is it just because you love the game? You know, you just love the game in general. I mean, like, did you have any goals going into this? And do you feel like you you met those goals? 
like for, for three years, I always wanted to be a part of the big three. And uh, and that was like something I was on really on my bucket list. I was like, man, I just wanted the opportunity. Like that's all I wanted was the opportunity to play in a big three and just and be a part of it. And and it came, you know, it, it came across, man. And I was just like, I got to take advantage of it. Like it was just, I don't regret anything, you know, during that process. I feel like I gave everything that I had. And, and I could have gave even more if I was there from the beginning. Yeah. Let me ask you, I know that uh, it would be cool. Like I said, it would be cool for you to play with Dushan again, but um, how cool would it be to play with Rio again? Oh man, Rio? I mean, what, what kind of team is that looking like? Okay, good luck. <laughs> good luck. That's all I'm gonna say, good luck. Come on, Rio, pick and roll. Two man game, just, you know, you gotta pick your poise. What are you gonna do? You can't Everyone, switch. because. Yeah, it feels like everyone just, like really loves Rio in the pick and roll game. Cause I mentioned, I know Ryan Hollins mentioned that as well on, on an interview. Like what is it about Rio that's so special in the, in like the pick and roll or just as a point guard in general? His, his IQ is very high, you know, he's two time champ, you know, and like I said, like he, there's this difference between knowing the game and playing the game. And he definitely knows the game. He knows how to get the, you know, the ball to the bigs at the right time. And, you know, he knows when to shoot, but, you know, he, the way his team went, you know, I, I think they could have did a little bit better, but it is what it is. It happens. It's part of the game. Yeah, they had a an interesting team makeup, which I think they had an idea that didn't necessarily work out. Um, same yeah. with Bivouac. He tried to pivot quickly, but it was just kind of a injuries and whatnot came forth. Uh, so we'll see how those teams rebound. We had high expectations over here on the fourth man about Bivouac and didn't necessarily mm. come to fruition. That's okay. That's that's the cool part about the right. big three. You really don't know. And I love seeing people like yourself and, and people like David Hawkins and other people like that who not a lot of people see from a prominent perspective that can really ball and like really just, you know, really just live up to the slogan. It's not about your name, about your game. So yes, that's sir. cool. Thank you. Um, last thing, I want to talk about what you're doing now. You talked about you're transitioning into coaching. You're working with Chris Johnson and, and just hoops. Mm -hmm. uh, Working with a lot of you know NBA guys right now. How did that opportunity come about? Have you always wanted to get into coaching? Uh, yes. So I'll probably say for the last four years, even when I was still playing in Europe, I, you know, I was reaching out to coaches and and you know people that I knew that that were in the industry, you know, that were in that field, and just asking questions and what the process was. And you know, everybody just you know were telling me like, make sure you're ready, make sure like you you have that competitiveness out of you to, you know, to, to bring to the court. And I've been knowing coach Jay for 13 years now. And oh, it wow. was just, a, you know, yeah. So it was easy because he used to train me when I lived in Houston. Mm -hmm. So it was just an easy process and to, to transition and, he, and every step of the way, you know, he's been walking with me and, and it's been great, you know, just, and I'm, I'm very excited about what's to come in the future. And, and I'm just going to continue just giving my knowledge and continue learning and hopefully you know, one of these days I'll be on somebody's staff. No doubt. That'd be sick. Uh, what's one thing you feel like you've learned early on in coaching or one piece of advice that you've learned early on in coaching that you would want, that you would give to younger players or players coming up, hoping to play D1, NBA, et cetera? Your mental. Your mental is very important. I, I think that that comes first at it you know, out of anything, because I posted something today in my story about, you know, about me, a time to heal. There are things that I went through in college. Like I even quit. I even gave up because the things I was going through mentally and, and, and all the trauma, 
uh, I felt like if I gave up my dreams, my family, would, you know, my mother would stop suffering. Mm, yeah. You know, so, you know, like this young generation, man, I, I feel like they haven't seen anything yet, but, you know, that's life. You know, we, like I said, we all need guidance. You're going to go through things that are going to affect you mentally, physically. And you're going to get to the point where you're going to be like, damn, man, I don't want to do this anymore. So I, I feel like I can, I can bring that extra, you know, shoulder to, for somebody to lean on and, and give them advice on like, man, this is what happened to me. You don't have to go that way. You know, I always tell these guys when I'm with Chris and I see some of these young guys and they feeling emotional or they just feeling down, I just walk up to them, pull them to the side of my hand, man, what's going on, y'all, right? Yeah. Let it out. You know, it's okay. It's okay to be emotional. Like, I hate guys like, oh, man, you a man, you don't need to cry, man. No. Let yeah. that out. Express it because at the end of the day, over time, that will eat you up. It, it will lead into an addiction of either sex, drinking, you know, going out every night or gambling because people don't know how to deal with their, you know, their inner demons. Which is a, it's an interesting topic you bring up because in a day and age of, of social media where everyone cries to, it seems like a lot of people like kind of flaunt what they have or express themselves as best they can, but a lot of it's not like really who they are. It, it seems like though, like in a, in a way, like more people would be open to letting some of this stuff out or like, just, you know, talking about it a little bit more, which some people are, some people are open to that, but do yeah. you feel like maybe in, um, in the basketball world, there's like, it's a little bit different because they have maybe, uh, you know, a big, a big burden to carry on them. Like whether it's like, you know, like getting to the NBA in order to make a lot of money to help like family or like, because like they're this prodigy, you know, do you feel like there's more of that maybe within the basketball world or do you just feel like it's course, the generation really. in, in general? No, it's just like it's it, it's everything, honestly, because even guys in the NBA, like you hear stories about guys talking about, oh, they shouldn't have any, you know, mental issues because they make millions yeah. of dollars. That's BS to me because at the end of the day, we're all human. Yeah. You know, we, we, we wake up with problems, you know, like mom, dad, grandmother, friends people are going to die in your life. Things are going to happen in your life that's going to take a tragic turn and, you, and you're going to have to find a way of how to deal with it. And with most professionals or just even people in general that don't have somebody like that in, in your corner that you can vent to or talk to somebody that really understands because that person next to you has probably never experienced anything dramatic in their life. They wouldn't know yeah. how to respond to you. They'll sit back and be like, oh, you're tripping. Oh, you're crazy. No, man, it's not that. Like, I'm dealing with something mentally and I don't know how to express myself. And the only way I can express myself is aggressive. Yeah. No, no one's, uh, like you said, kind of touching their inner emotion, which, yeah. But, I mean, that's a, that's a great thing to have, like a, a leader, you know, someone, like you said, to lean, a, to lean on. Um, yeah. That's really, so that's really cool that you're doing that. From an encore perspective, what do you feel like is, is the biggest piece of advice you want to give to some of these, these young guys? Um, I, I say that mostly because I see a lot of things like um, social media where people are doing like these crazy moves and some, yeah. some players love it. And some players think it's bad for the, the work, you know, the work ethic or, you know, what you're practicing. What are, what are some things that you tell young guys from an encore perspective? Learn a game, watch film and when I was going through the whole process of, you know, pro day and pre-draft, one thing I kept preaching is like, slow down. Mm -hmm. 
see the game, let the game come to you. Because, you know, when you're coming from college, you still think you got to move so fast, like you're all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, slow down, let the game come to you. You have time. You have 24 seconds on the shot clock. You don't have to put your head down and just go full speed every possession because it's a long game. Like, who can For do sure. that? <laughs> not many guys can. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, not, yeah. not many guys can do that. So that's my biggest thing. Just slow down, learn the game. Yeah. Pay attention cool. to detail. Yeah, For sure. You know, just, yeah, simple things. Makes a lot of sense. Sounds like uh, doing a lot of good things over there. Excited to see how that, that coaching development continues to evolve. Hope to see you on a, a coaching side or on the sideline coaching on a staff. But most importantly, yes, excited to see you back this summer. Hope to see you with one of those guys I mentioned previously. Um, last thing before I let you go. Anybody that's not in the big three right now, prominent name, a hooper that you know that uh, might be like, you know, not on, maybe not on everyone's radar, but on your radar mm-hmm. that you'd like to see play mm-hmm. in the big three or at least give it a shot? Oh. I, that, that's tough because it's, it's a lot of guys I want to name. So I, I yeah, I don't want to, yeah, I can't do that. I don't think I can even answer that question, man. Uh, give me, give me uh, like one, a handful I'll, no, I, you know what? I will say one name. My, you know, one of my ex-teammates, Darrell Arthur. Oh, I like that. I like that. See, this is what I do in my free time. Like, this is all I do yeah. is I, I like go down Instagram or go through Wikipedia pages and like go from name to name to name. And I just think like, who would be a good fit? Who's still playing? Like, who would be fun to like see? That'd be cool. That'd, that'd be yes, really. Cool. He, he was he was a great player, and I think he, yeah. he, he'd do really good in the big three. Like in that three-on-three setting. Yes, sir. Cool. Man, well, I appreciate the time. Appreciate uh, you putting in, uh, you know, at least hopping on before your workout and whatnot. Yeah. Best of luck uh, this upcoming year and going into the big three. Hope to chop it up again when the time is right. But most importantly, I appreciate the time, and uh, thanks again. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on, and, and, you know, good luck the rest of the way, and I'll definitely keep you updated what's going on this way. Man, that sounds good. Have a good one. All right, brother. Yes, sir. You too. All right. That was our interview with Darnell Jackson of Power. We appreciate his time and his insight. He's obviously about to get into a training session. So we really appreciate the time and just getting a little bit more insight on Power, who continues to be one of the most interesting teams in the big three in the culture that they've established. And also cool just to see that he's coaching and some of the inspirations, also playing alongside some of his inspirations and former teammates. Thought that was really dope. So uh, appreciate his time. And again, if you want to find the show or if you want to listen or watch the show, make sure you're checking out Fourth Man Pod on Instagram, Twitter, uh, tuning in on YouTube.com and subscribing, hitting the notification bell. You can also listen to the show on your preferred podcast platform. I know a lot of people listen on Apple and Spotify. Definitely can find it on those platforms. And we appreciate Dash Radio and the Nothing But Net channel, as always, for giving us the opportunity to be on their platform. So appreciate you guys. Appreciate you, Darnell. And we'll see you guys next time. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.